This is a Zinnigana Gardener Dachshund. Hello everybody and welcome to the Teacher Parent Garden Club with my good self, Mr. Lee Connolly, the skinny jean gardener. Coming up today, we have the start of a house plant special with a fantastic Jane Perone. Also, uh, we've got George. He's coming back on to talk to you lovely teachers, giving you some top tips over there. We take your phone calls. I give you some parenting, not advice, I'll be honest with you, but parenting story, <laughs> stories as always. There's lots going on there. And we go down to the bottom of the garden. Um, so watch out for that. Uh, so much, as always in this half hour and hey i just quickly before we get started want to say hello to everyone in china from listening number 25 in the chart unbelievable i know big in china number 25 in the charts over there so thanks for listening let's do it Welcome back, everybody. How are you all doing? I hope you're, um, I was going to say enjoying this weather over here in the UK. Uh, it's a drizzle. It's a drizzle. I mean, at least it ain't as cold as it has been. There's no frost on the floor, which I like. But at the same time, I don't like rain. And I've just realised I've become um, ultra British by talking about the weather at the start of a podcast. That's what you're here for. Just the weather chat. I think it's going to be nice next week. Anyway, on the podcast today, we have the fantastic Jane Perone. And the reason we're doing about houseplants. Now, I didn't used to think houseplants were great for children to start off with. Uh, maybe because I wasn't into houseplants. Maybe I was biased in that sense. But now I love them. I think they they really make a difference. If you look at my studio, it's full and getting fuller of houseplants because they make me feel good. And then I visited some schools and spoke to children and children that haven't got a garden at home. Maybe they had to have a windowsill in their bedroom, the place they can actually take some ownership, just that space. This is my space to do what I want with, right? And you can grow vegetables and bits on windowsills. That's cool. But houseplants, I feel, are so much easier and so much more instant. Do you know what I mean? I, I really love them. Um, so I thought, do you know what? I'd get Jane Perone, who I've known for quite a few years. She started her podcast around the same time as me. Um, it's called On The Ledge. And it is so... If you think this is good, go listen to that. I've, honestly, if you love houseplants, it is the podcast to head to, right? I thought, why not get a houseplant expert to tell... Not me, who goes... I mean, I'll tell you my houseplant stories later. But I do go through them quite quickly. I'll be, I'm, I'll be honest with you. 
All right. Let's get Jane on to give us this week a top houseplant tip. Hi, I'm Jane Perrone, host of Houseplant Podcast on the Ledge and author of upcoming book Legends of the Leaf, out April this year. My tip this week for children and houseplants is don't make your very first plant a Venus flytrap. I know they look really, really cool. Children absolutely love them, but they are one of the most difficult houseplants to grow successfully. It's like jumping in a Formula One racing car when you've only just got your license. Most of the time, they're dead within about two or three weeks. Instead, go for something a lot more sturdy, but something that will still catch your children's imagination. That could be something like the weird, twisted stems of Ripsalis paradoxa, the chain cactus. Children are always fascinated by plants that have lots of babies, so things like Pilea peperomioides, aka the Chinese money plant, is really great with its coin-shaped leaves. Or one of the old favourites, the spider plant, is absolutely ideal and children can have fun rooting those babies and making new plants. Or for something really super easy and quite weird, try Marimo moss balls. These are actually balls of algae that you can grow in a jar of water. Super easy to look after and pretty unusual and cool. It's me, Advert Robot, and hope you're having a fantastic week. I'm here to tell you about school guard success. Are you a teacher that wants to get your class gardening this year? Then you need to get School Garden Success. It has everything you need to get gardening with your class. From the raised bed, the P3 compost, the tools, the seeds, the lesson plans, and most importantly, teacher support. That's right, we have a team ready for you to help support you and your class throughout the year's gardening. This easy to follow plan ensures that your class will get gardening success by the end of the term. And for a one-off payment of just $5.99, you can get garden success, growing your own and caring for wildlife around the school. Together, we can get garden success at schoolgardensuccess.co.uk or get in contact with hello at schoolgardensuccess.co.uk and the team will be there to guide you through it. This week on Extreme Gardening. It is the episode that I, at least, have been waiting for. Because this week, we are going to try and send a tomato to space. That's right. On Extreme Gardening, we are going to teach you how to sow tomato seeds and how to send a tomato to space. So much 
going on in this episode. Um, and you can be part of that journey as well. It is going to be absolutely amazing. Me and Olive, we are going to try and send that tomato to space. Um, and we have a plan of how we're going to do it. And we're going to sow tomato seeds. Now, if you're thinking about sowing tomato seeds, you may be a little bit too early. We're going to wait till the end of February to really get sowing tomato seeds in March. Put them on the windowsill. They're super easy to grow. All you do, you get a pot of soil, peat-free obviously. Pop your seeds on top of the soil. A little, what I call a Jamie Oliver sprinkle over the top of them. And then you put them on the windowsill and wait for them to grow. You don't have to send your tomatoes to space, but we are going to. Head to skijingarner.co.uk forward slash extreme. That's skijingarner.co.uk extreme to see all of the episodes from Extreme Gardening. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey there, Lee. It's Elon Musk here. We're, uh, I'm here with my mate Bezos, and we're just saying that we want to send you and that tomato up to space. So uh, get in contact. We're at 0241. Hello there, Lee. It's Monty Don here from Gardener's World. Uh, I just wondered if uh, we could get in contact uh, because I personally love Extreme Gardening and would love to have you on the program. So if you can call me back on. You got some? It's, uh, it's, it's Frosty here. Uh, Adam Frost. Uh, just want to get in contact, mate, because um, uh, Monty saw your Extreme Garden. He said he's going to retire because of it, because he said it's so good. Um, loving it. Um, and I wondered if you needed a cobalt in because. Uh, you right, cockers! It's me, Cacker the Dog! Evening, mate. All right. Hello, dude. You good? Yeah, I'm, I'm really, yeah, really good. Really good day. Um, yeah, really feeling the positivity, mate. You've, oh, good. I'm <laughs> glad you are. Where are you tonight? Oh, I'm in the dining room, in the quiet room, in the office. Like in a, my wife's office. It's like a new shed or something. No, I ain't got, I'm not as rich as rich. No, no, I know. None of us um, none of us can get the same as him, can we? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've had a good day. Yeah, we had reception today. <coughs> yeah, they made paper pots and sowed barberry seeds. I'm sorry, which so bushes. Oh, shrubs. okay. That's good. How long do they take to grow? Uh, the plants will be there in six months. But the mm -hmm. bushes would probably, the, then we get rid of some of them around the village and then probably a couple of years before we're attracting stuff. It's all oh. to do with butterfly conservation and moth conservation. Oh, okay. I like the sound of that, matey. Yeah, I have uh, sent, I've sent an email about it so that you can put it with your gardening stuff. Nice one, dude. Thanks so much. Uh, Mr. Jackson, are you doing uh, the big garden bird watch thing with your your school this year? Yep, yeah, class. Whoever I've got next week are doing it on Tuesday. 
Oh, cool, man. Which is not, it's not as easy as it sounds with children, is it? You know, me, you know, I can sit there in it for an hour with a cup of tea, some biscuits. I can do it. But kids do about 10 minutes. and So you yeah. have to do it in stages. <laughs> you yeah, probably well, we... find that with Olive. Well, you, I mean, you've got a class to, um, to deal with, haven't you? But uh, with Olive, I'm like, let's just do 10 minutes in the morning, see what comes down. And uh, if, yeah. if, you know. It happens, it happens. But you remember you remember literally months ago, didn't I? Months ago I mentioned these bird feeders, yeah. Do you remember? Does it tell him? I do remember, yeah. <laughs> no, nothing's still nothing. I think my garden has had a like a bat like a bird ban on it. You got cats on the side of you? No. No, it, cats tend to keep them away. Or if you got if you got things like foxes that come into the garden on a regular basis, well, that's possible. There might be the fox. Uh, or you put an out the way feed. Um, yeah, bird feed. Yeah, sure. It's the best bird feed. Uh... Fat balls are the best. Fat balls, mate. Uh, Fat balls. but um, they're still having them. Oh, uh, a to go to from the feeder, or is the feeder out in the open? It's out in the open and everything. I've done everything I can. I, I was, I'm, they used to come down all the time. No, nothing. But the feeder next to a bush or a hedge or... Because if it's right out in the middle of your garden, they've got nowhere to escape to. Do you we understand what I mean? Oh, they need a bush to, to, to disappear. They, they will take the food and hide, yeah. Take the food and hide. They won't eat it on the feeder. They'll take it and then take it to a bush to hide it. They've got nowhere to hide. You... That's it. Mm. You need to get some yeah. You need to get some shrubs, mate. Anyway, yeah. this is what I run up for. Yeah, you see that? <laughs> yeah, what are we looking at? Chili Fridays. Oh. I'm in for that. Oh, what is that you've the... got? The Naga one is over a million Scoville. The Naga one is wicked, though. It's so I've grown, I've grown that before. It's wicked. You can eat it though, can you? <laughs> you only, only, only put a very split. If you're gonna, I have I have tried it. And it blew my head off, uh, and, and I will try it throughout the year at some point on Chili Friday. But it's good. But if yeah. you're gonna use it cooking, then um, then yeah, only use a little bit. Yeah, I asked my daughter to get me something a bit different, and that's what she did. So really, really chuffed. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's a challenge. If nothing else, it's a challenge. What what other chilies have you got in that your pack there? Um, there's jalapeno, Classic. um, Cajun, which is only five fifty thousand Scoville. Right. And then one I can't pronounce that's 350,000. And then that 1.1 over a million Scoville. So that Naga one. So you get like a little plastic and then a magic compost. Magic compost, brilliant. So I will start. So it, Mr. Suggett told me not to do it till the end of February. So yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I will wait. Just make sure you sew with us, mate. And then we can all sew. Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. I'll sew them with you and then 
we can taste together, mate. See who goes reddish first. Yeah. Well, I do. I used like I say, I used to do Chief Friday a lot, and uh, I think Suggins talked about this story before. But he came to my festival once, and we did a chili challenge on stage. And uh, I've, I think he almost needed an ambulance to to get home. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It's funny because I'm not into spicy food. So, um, you know, I, te- I eat a, a cormus curry. That's about as hot as I go. Mm. So it's going to be quite interesting when my son cooks me a nice chili for these. It's going to be very interesting, mate. I look forward to it. Yeah, I think I might need a gallon of milk. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. <laughs> that would do it. Thank you very much to Jane Perone earlier on in the show, our houseplant expert, and from On The Ledge. If you want more houseplant tips and tricks, uh, then that is the podcast for you. It is absolutely pure houseplants, everybody. Uh, so go check out Jane. Uh, she'll be back with some top tips next week. Uh, so thanks to her. Also, forest school teacher Stuart, a phone call from him. I love dropping them phone calls in. Thanks, Stu, for when you called in there and coming up we have of course george he's coming up to talk uh, to the teachers to give you a top tip from his own experience amazing right talking of experience right i did say i was going to tell you a little bit about my own house part experience and if i'm honest it's not been great and i can put it down to one key thing and that's overwatering. I've got a plant right here. I don't know what he's called. He's massive and he looks absolutely incredible. And he lasted in my studio. It gets cold out here in the winter. It gets freezing cold. He lasted, right? And then I decided to give him the biggest drink going. And since then, he's been very slowly wilting. And that thing where you can, you can add water, but you can't take away is true. So now I just have to sit and watch him die, everybody. I know, right? Also, at one point, we, uh, or, or I at least, as Skinny Jean Gardner, we did um, some plants in a local publican around our way. And if you interfere with plants too much, right? If people are touching them and playing with them and watering and overwatering, you go through a lot of house plants. I believe this is not great for a, a gardener. I believe I probably have killed over 200 houseplants in my life. Wow. I know, right? I know. I'm sorry. RIP to them houseplants. Uh, you can see why I got Jane on now to give us some top tips. I do think they're amazing, though. I think they're so good. Jane talked about um, the Chinese money plant, which is a really good one um, to grow. Them spider plants are fantastic. I love growing them for the one good reason. She did mention it in the top tips was that you can... Um, they grow like little babies and then you can like pot them on so you can get more plants. I love doing that. And the top tip about the Venus flytraps, I think they're so cool. Like, don't get me wrong, I love them. But you know when you see them in the supermarket, if you want to get one, right, do it. If you're doing it with children though, I can guarantee it'll last like a month because they lose all their energy. When you like put your finger inside them to like make them close, they just lose all of that energy because it obviously takes a lot for a plant to actually move, do you know what I mean? And they just die, and they don't live. But if you're going to get them from um, your garden centre, just make sure, they do have them now, but they have a bit of a lid on top of them, 
to stop people. Because you know what it's like. Don't say you're not one of them people that go to the garden centre. You do it. You have to, don't you? You have to put your hand in there just to see if it moves. And you can imagine that plant loses all its energy. But um, you don't want you don't want to do that, do you? Do you know what I mean? Come on. Uh, so yeah, how anyway, houseplants. If you're going to do it, let me know. I would love to hear from you. Something else I'd love to hear from you from is, uh, we've got coming up in about a couple of seconds, is George. George has been given some top tips to teachers and had a few teachers get in contact, um, which have been enjoying them. Don't worry, we've got so many more top tips from George coming up. But if you do want to get in contact, then let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Um, and hey, if you want to be on the podcast too, we're getting some great voices, some great top tips. This is where I want to be. I want this podcast to be the central place for all gardening and teaching tips and tricks and, and stuff like that. So how about it? Get in contact. Lee at skinnyginggarner.co. UK. And with that said, here is George. Hi guys, this is uh, week four with George and his top tips. And my one for today is positive parent interactions. Now this one for me is really, really good. And I find a lot of teachers from obser observing them and having a look at how they interact with teachers isn't very, very good in my overall opinion. So as a teacher, normally most people interact with parents, obviously via parents' evenings or you might bring them in for meetings and it most likely ends up in a negative conversation or a constructive conversation about how poorly that child has behaved or how they're falling behind with work. Well, I like to do a little spin on it and add a, look at it in a positive way. So for me, is I like to phone home and communicate with parents on a positive note so you can build a positive relationship with the parents early doors. For me, the parents really love it. I had a student that I rung home who's normally quite difficult outside of PE. But for me in PE, he's so enthusiastic and he loves it. And I like to channel that to the parents. So I always ring and do shout outs within my PE lessons once a week for one student. And I'll ring home from that class and give some positive feedback to the parents of how well they've been performing within PE. And it goes a really, really long way. Some parents are like, wow, we've never had this before, where a teacher have phoned about positives, and you build that positive relationship with the parents. So later on, when you have to deal with maybe um, an altercation at school, or whether they've been naughty, and you have to reflect that back to the parents, they're a lot more supportive of you because they know they can trust you and trust is trust goes a long way with parents um, because you can also deal with di difficult parents that normally don't see it from a teacher's perspective and they always look at it in the child's, child's eyes whereas if you do it this way sometimes it always works out better and then they can communicate with their child better get more involved within their education and for me it is massive thank you Thank you so much to George there. And this would be usually the point in the podcast where I would take you down the bottom of the garden. Unfortunately, uh, I had a bit of an issue with my recorder. Um, 
and the fact the problem i tell you what the problem with the recorder was okay is that i went down to the bottom of the garden to record an update on last week's progress and as i pressed record on the recorder i realized there hadn't been any progress and so the recorder recorded nothing uh it, i'm sorry right it's been freezing okay okay fair enough now it's back to the weather back to back to the weather stuff now it's warmed up a little bit it's raining i'm never happy but i do realize that i have some projects down there that i need to get done before i start sowing seeds at around february march time and i'm one of them people now i'm one of them people who i'm not saying i'm gonna leave it to the last minute i'm gonna get it done i, I promise next week there'll be a better update all right I, I can't i can't lie to you i can't lie to you it's been too cold okay i'm sorry about that um if anyone wants to send me to australia to record the podcast we can ha make that happen okay <laughs> we can do that um but I, one thing i can do is tell you uh on that i might as well stick to the theme of house plants today is i brought myself um actually not from uh, what did i actually i did buy a plant what did i get from the um Oh, I bought a spider plant. That's it. I bought a spider plant the other day from the garden centre. I had a meeting at the garden centre, so I bought myself a spider plant. Um, and also, at a supermarket, one of them really cheap supermarkets um, that rhymes with Maldi, uh, for only five ninety nine. I bought a, a Draciana Margarita. A Drake. A draconana, a draconana margarita. Just put it on my desk. I'm not honestly, since I've started. Now, I don't know if this could be because it's a new year or because I've. Like, there's two options, right? Either because it's a new year, I feel like energised and ready for the year. Or maybe it's because I've got a, a, a office now and a studio that is just covered and slowly building up houseplants. So. I don't know. There we go. One thing I do know is that I had a money plant, which I earlier on I did say I love money plants, which kept losing its leaves. I put him outside, and now I feel really bad because I thought I could probably bring him back to life, you know. And now I've put him outside in the freezing cold. I don't know if he's going to handle the heat. Find out next week if that money plant handles the heat, everyone. And uh, also find out more from Jane and a uh, houseplant tips and let me know if you enjoyed it um that'd be really cool um what I've got coming up over the next week one thing that I have got I've got uh, I'm filming another episode for extreme gardening um where I have got to get some worms everyone I've got to get some worms uh some composting worms I've got a little worm reel ready that's a tick um unfortunately the worms inside have left let's say left us um, may have been slightly neglected and we had pretty hot summer where the soil probably dried out and now I looked in the wormery and it is waterlogged so there's no winning for them worms there was one lone worm left in there so I'm going to give them a few friends so I'm going to order uh, some composting worms off of the tin tin it that is my next job after I get off here um, but uh, everyone I hope you enjoyed it thanks very much to Stuart 
um, Stuart Jackson for coming on. Jane Perone, obviously. Uh, George, the teacher, thanks very much for you as well. Um, Oh, yeah, and for you, yeah, for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in every week for me to just chat, say hello, talk plants, talk parenting. Um, But, yeah, thanks very much for listening. And, uh, oh, uh, wait, I don't, wait, 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 stop, stop the music, stop the music for a second, stop the song, sorry, stop the music, um, elephant in the room, uh, where's Olive, uh, I should have mentioned this earlier on in the show, uh, Olive's my seven-year-old daughter, by the way, she comes on the podcast each week to talk, Olive's not feeling very well at the moment, she's okay, she'll be alright, uh, but, um, so, uh, for the next few weeks, we're just gonna have Jane, uh, the fantastic Jane Perone on the podcast, uh, filling that space, but Olive will return to talk about gardening um, um, in February time. So, uh, so that is where Olive is. She's okay. She's not feeling well. She's not okay. She's not feeling amazing, um, but she will return. Uh, public. There's a public announcement at the end there. So I forgot the. He's like, where's Where's Olive gone? Wait, what's? It's been sacked. I don't know. So there, there you go. Right. Have a great one. Bye. This is a Sydney Gainer Gardener Dachshund.